Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome back to Coffee with the Doc. Dr. Glenn here today. We're going to talk about uh, probably a, a topic that most of you have figured out already, but uh, there are some uh, really interesting changes in uh, in my healthcare uh, field as well as all the rest of uh, healthcare fields due to primarily COVID. Although I will say that a lot of the changes that were taking place uh, were were more accelerated due to COVID and were probably going to happen at their own pace. But that is uh, some of the digital uh, treatment and the evolution of virtual medicine, uh, telehealth, uh, and and that type of thing that, that has taken place. Uh, and it's kind of changed the mindset for our country anyway. I can't speak for what was happening in some of these other countries, uh, but certainly in the United States, uh, what our healthcare looks like today compared to two years ago is is drastically different. So we have this uh, advancement in uh, video health and uh, some of the technology is catching up as well, which is going to help this whole process. And we're going to take a look at it today and, and some of the things that have taken place, certainly not all of them, but some of the ones that I see and and what I'm having to do and what, and I think it's kind of excited, so, citing some of the things that uh, I'm doing now within my practice to utilize the fact that, you know, people have kind of gotten used to virtual healthcare to some degree or another. So we, if we look at the whole picture of it, a problem that uh, that we had when, when COVID took place and COVID started was that really for a, a doctor, we were trained uh, that you shouldn't really diagnose someone or treat someone over the phone or utilizing back then when, when I was in school, we didn't have video uh, you know, technology to see patients and whatnot. Uh, but we, we shouldn't do that, that you're putting yourself at a malpractice risk by not seeing the patient in person, not being able to touch that person and, and evaluate them. Uh, so legislatively, we had to make some changes rather rapidly with COVID. There were some HIPAA rules, uh, uh, private uh, uh, protected healthcare information, and the ways that we can transfer that information and communicate that information was legislated that we couldn't do certain things. So they had to make some very quick uh, changes legislatively so that we were allowed to do some of the telehealth and, and virtual health uh, type care that we now uh, are seeing happening to a, a greater extent. So that was the first thing that had to happen back when uh, COVID took place, which a lot of people don't realize that we, you know, we were very restricted on what we could and could not do and how we could transfer information. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that happened. Uh, second thing, which was, was probably uh, also significant, was that uh, insurance companies needed to figure out a way to reimburse for the telehealth, you know, interaction. You're not going to see many doctors that are going to be talking to patients and and helping patients for free. Uh, although there, uh, as we had our show here uh, a few weeks ago, there is a free pain clinic here in Southwest Florida, but uh, uh, you won't see that happening. So. 
you know, from a insurance reimbursement, they had to come up with a, a whole bunch of new codes on reimbursement, different types of services that weren't office calls. You couldn't put down an office call visit if you talk to someone on the phone or if you did a, a some type of video conferencing. So they had to come up with some some codes for that so that you know doctors could be reimbursed for taking care of patients <clears throat> and so that there were some documentation in the electronic medical records. Uh, we've seen a great evolution of electronic medical records, health records, uh, uh, EHR, I call it, uh, over the last few years too. You had to be able to document all of those different things that you were doing via telehealth and video conferencing and, and this type of thing, you have to be able to document that in this electronic health record of the patient. So that had to, uh, you know, be upgraded uh, as well. So <clears throat> those are some of the behind the scenes that took place rather uh, rapidly and accelerated it because everybody was staying home, you know, doctor's offices were closing down and saying, no, you can't come in. You know, it was, it was kind of a very bizarre thing that, that took place back prior to COVID uh, office visits uh, about 1% basically were done by some type of uh, video conferencing or <clears throat> telehealth um, during COVID and kind of during the peak of it, it went up to about 40, 45% of office visits and the projecting down the road to kind of see even post COVID that 30 to 35% of doctor office visits are going to be conducted by some type of, uh, you know, telehealth, you know, type of mechanism, video conferencing or, or whatnot, um, <clears throat> which is a, is a, a pretty alarming uh, if you're on one side of the equation, pretty exciting if you're on the other side of the equation statistic, but they polled individuals who have utilized telehealth to some degree or another. And they found out that about 85% of those that have been utilizing it plan on continuing to utilize it even post COVID. Now that whole word post COVID, I, I don't actually think is going to happen. I think we're never going to truly be post COVID, but there'll be some epidemic uh, pandemic after COVID, but that's a, that's a whole nother topic. But I looked at some of the demographics and you would suspect individuals that are, are much more techno savvy are the younger demographics. And as far as those doing telehealth and, and types of video uh, healthcare are the younger demographics have a much higher percentage of utilization of that. But there, the statistics on the number of Americans that have smartphones is, is something crazy, like 70% of Americans have smartphones. So the statistics and the information that we have out there is that more and more people, besides the younger demographics, even the older folks uh, that probably are the ones that could utilize telehealth and some of the video types of healthcare, are, are, are willing to try it and willing to learn those types of things. But there's a number of uh, different types of a number of different types of telehealth and video types of health that. Uh, that we have, we have real time things where you're actually talking to a doctor or video conferencing with a doctor or a physician's assistant or a, you know, some type of healthcare worker, real time types of things. Uh, but we, you can be aware that there are, there are things like, you know, their heart monitoring and blood sugar monitoring, blood pressure monitor, all kinds of different data that can be transmitted and, and received in real time in a doctor's office. So someone can be evaluating that but we've been utilizing for a number of years, even pre-COVID, uh, information uploads from diagnostic tests. I get all of my 
uh, MRIs and uh, x-rays on digital online. I look at them online. Uh, when the patient walks out of the facility, I don't do these in my office anymore, but I can go right online right away, take a look at their x-ray, their MRI, any particular study that they've had and take a look at that. So we've been doing that for a while. But one of the things that we're seeing more of is where doctors can communicate via the internet to each other to kind of help uh, coordinate care for a particular patient. Uh, sometimes uh, we see where they're, they're, they're trying to uh, diagnose a patient, come up with the best plan of action for a patient. And we do this online. Um, and we're starting to see where some different platforms, in other words, I use a particular type of EHR software where what is happening is that all these EHR softwares are, are all starting to be able to communicate with one another so that I can look at and, and communicate with another doctor's office, get all of their records and see what's been done to a particular patient. And, and that's being very helpful as well. And then there's the whole, let's go way outside of our typical box on, on treating patients. And that's artificial intelligence. We're utilizing a, a great deal of this in diagnosing patients and evaluating all of this data that's out there. So that's going to be another whole area of healthcare that you're going to see accelerated as well in the, in the months and years to come. The technology for all of this is rapidly improving, which is helping physicians to communicate with one another, communicate with their, with their patients. We see a, a great rise in, in types of healthcare at home, uh, counseling, uh, different types of exercises and things that patients can do, uh, ways to monitor and help them with their nutrition, you know, over the internet. Um, and there's also a great number of different uh, platforms to be able to communicate with patients and, and see what they're doing. In other words, patients can put information in on their diet and their exercise and, and some of these diagnostic levels as far as their blood pressure and their blood sugar. And we can monitor all of that in our offices and then be able to communicate in real time with them back and forth and coach them along without them actually having to come into the office, certainly not on a regular basis. We can stretch out those in-office visits uh, tremendously where they actually have to come in to the office. So, <clears throat> excuse me, this is one of the things that I'm excited about in, uh, in my chiropractic practice. Uh, there's a variety of conditions that, that I can help patients with, and they can do the majority of the treatment at home. So a number of different conditions where it's best that they are treating themselves on a daily basis or on a twice a day basis. And we, we monitor all of that. We give them coaching. We give them tools at home to be able to do this. And we're very excited about this because the trend is, is heading towards more televideo types of healthcare. One of the first things that we're, that we're going to implement here actually this month is uh, treating neuropathy, which is uh, where basically a, a one or more nerves in your body is dying. And we've got to do something to restore the health to that nerve. And a lot of this treatment can be done at home. Typical treatments today are geared towards the symptoms associated with this nerve dying, not necessarily restoring the health to the nerve, which is what we're going to be doing um, with, uh, with this type of home care. But there's a number of different musculoskeletal conditions that we can treat uh, that patients are utilizing a lot of uh, techniques at home, even some equipment that we can supply them with at home to treat uh, 
uh, shoulder conditions and knee conditions, plantar fasciitis, uh, a variety of different types of conditions. We talked about uh, on one of the last podcasts, leaky gut, another uh, internal condition that patients can help to treat themselves and we can coach them along. Uh, one of the uh, things that I'm, I'm working on as well as my whole wellness program that I've talked about a number of times here on Coffee with the Doc is how can we get people, educate them, train them, get them utilizing some tools at home and then have a way to monitor what they're doing. In other words, I can give uh, people a whole bunch of things to do at home, but if I don't have a way to kind of see, are they actually doing it, uh, that they're not going to get any better. So that's one of the things that uh, this technology is going to help us with is we're going to be able to monitor what they're doing. If they're compliant and doing what they're supposed to be doing and entering it in, we can follow them along, coach them along, and 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 we see if they're starting to mess up a little bit and not follow the plan because we know if they don't follow the plan, they're not going to get well. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, some of the things that are happening uh, as Americans, we're getting used to and and we're accepting, you know, more of this virtual health, uh, telehealth type of system and the technology is making that uh, much, much easier. So next week or next episode, we're going to dig into how do how can I as a chiropractor, and I mentioned uh, neuropathy, how can we treat that? What's the approach and how do we do that? Uh, where people are doing the bulk of the treatment on themselves at home. How do we monitor them? So we'll dig into that particular topic uh, in depth on our next episode of Coffee with the Doc. So virtual health, telehealth is here to stay. <laughs> it's going to be kind of exciting to see how it all plays out. But I think uh, in, in the long run, it's going to benefit uh, a whole lot more people. Another statistic I read, which goes along with this, I was talking about the elderly that roughly about 85% of them plan on staying in their home as they get older versus, you know, some other type of arrangement where they're, where they're going into assisted living or going to live with a, another relative. They're trying to stay within their home. So all of this uh, fits right into some of the trends we see in our society. And that's certainly one of them. So I hope this has uh, been of some help to you where our healthcare is heading, heading into uh, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th uh, 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 years here, uh, but it's going to be kind of exciting. So thanks for tuning in uh, to Coffee with the Doc, uh, again, sponsored by San Carlos Chiropractic. You can reach me uh, on the web at drglennschafer.com. You can certainly reach us at the office, 239-267-3133. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic. 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.